Well, it's a day late because I had a thousand things to do yesterday. That's on me. But here it is, the NHSportsPage.com uh, weekly podcast. This week brought to us by Adrenaline Fundraising. And uh, Dave, it's uh, I can't. It seems like it's gone by quick. We're already at playoff time starting next week. The girls started this week, but the boys will kick in next week for uh, for playoffs. Yeah, I know. It starts on Monday, so I'll have uh, and I'm driving as we speak to a, a meeting with a uh, with a uh, an AAU program we're going to work for for adrenaline fundraising that we're excited about. So uh, if you are a program looking to raise money in the spring, uh, absolutely now it's time to just reach out. Uh, we're setting everything up. We're going to be all over the place. It's the largest fundraising company uh, in New Hampshire, in New England. So uh, to reach out to me uh, for adrenaline fundraising, we'll take care of everything. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, the Lisbon Panthers have already pulled off a huge upset. Sam Natty hasn't played a tournament game yet. I know. They kind of busted my bracket. So that's uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm no longer welcome in Lisbon. Not that I was in the first place, but no longer welcome. I don't know anybody from, uh, from Lisbon basketball, but I do know Keith Natty. I'm a little upset about my friend Keith Maddie. <laughs> yeah. His daughter knocked out like that. Yeah, that's that's who I was betting on. So I'm going to have words for Keith Maddie. I directly blame him. By the way, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to the uh, the bracket predicting uh, podcast Jen and I did for D3, D4. I went into an extended scenario where Sean Young, who's a Messina girls coach, would stare down the Colebrook uh, uh, Mohawk. I don't know if it actually happened, but in my head it did. Is he alive? I don't know. See, I, I don't know if he actually went and did it. Maybe he heard my podcast and said, I'm not looking at that Indian. But I, I figured if, if, if there was anyone if, that would go toe-to-toe with that Mohawk Indian, it would be Sean Young, right? Uh, that would be naive. It would be a naive action. <laughs> if Sean Young – I can answer your question for you right now. Uh, if Sean Young is living and breathing today, because uh, I feel like we would hear if he wasn't, he didn't stare the Mohawk Indian in the That's eye. Pr- it didn't happen. It's probably for the best. So, uh, so for today's, today's podcast, we got a unique uh, format. So, uh, since we're starting the playoffs, my my idea, Dave, was to do uh, in each boys' division a team you'd bet your mortgage on to win the whole thing, uh, a team that could end up losing you your mortgage by spoiling your bet, and then uh, you know maybe a, a dark horse pick, somebody that could uh, you know, spoil the tournament for everybody, uh, maybe lower right. in the bracket. Right. Yeah. No, I got it ready to go. You got to go first, or I go on. Uh, go. You go ahead first. We'll start with Division Four because they're starting next week. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna put my mortgage on Epping because I feel like Epping only has really. I, I think they're in the finals. I, I just think yeah. that that one seed is getting to the finals. Now I've seen a million upsets. I was rewatching pieces of our greatest game special when Manchester Memorial, who had lost to Central by forty during the season. I mean that unbelievable greatest games that we did. I understand probably as well as anybody what can happen, but Epping is a huge favorite to get to the finals now because of the bracket that they're in. They're basically going to have to get through Dairyfield, Sunapee, or Woodsville, and that just gives them an advantage. If they're already there, then I give them a huge advantage over Littleton and Newmarket. So I will bet my mortgage on Epping, which is the number one seed, 17-1 in Division Yeah, this is, bo- this is boring, but I agree. And I'll, I'll piggyback off that, Dave, by saying – I think the most dangerous playoff game before the championship for Epping is the quarterfinals. Like whoever they end up facing there. Like if they have to face a PCA for the third time, or uh, you know, Farmington was you know a two points behind them at the half. I think that game's a little more dangerous for for Epping than who who they could face in the semifinal if they have to face Woodsville or Sunapee or or, or Pittsfield. Good. Well, they're not getting Farmington. They're getting Groveton or PCA. That's right. the 8-9 game. Well, if they get, yeah, so if they get PCA, uh, you know, I, I don't they think... Might get Gro- they might get Groveton, 
man right. who just beat Littleton. That's not an easy quarterfinal game. And Groveton played them in the season opener in a game that we covered. Uh, they've got good size with, with uh, Josh Wheelock and, and, uh, and Gavin Simpson. So, no, no, no. It's, it will be difficult, no question about it. But I still think they have the easiest road because they don't have right. to face Newmarket or Littleton. No, absolutely, yeah. So, okay, so your team that could uh, ruin you, could lose you your house, Dave, now that you bet your house on Epic. Uh, I, now, let me be really clear. There's only three teams in this question. Because I've, <laughs> I've said all year that there's three teams that can win it. Littleton, Newmark, and Epping. So I'm basically picking one of the three. Littleton's won one title in all the time they've been in Division Four. They beat PCA. They've been in the Final Four, I think, nine times. Newmarket has never won it, which is amazing, because they almost won the Division Three title. They were in the, the championship game the year I started the website against Conan. And kind of should have won that game if they had hidden free throws. So there's really only three teams, and Newmarket's my answer because Newmarket lost at home to Epping when they had a little extra motivation and they knew they had the one seed was theirs, and they lost at home to Epping and they led that game late. So I'm not giving up on Newmarket by any means, and I would not be shocked at all if they win the title. I wouldn't be shocked if any of those three teams win the title. I'll be shocked if somebody outside the top three does. But yeah. that's my answer, Newmarket. I guess I would go with Littleton, uh, just to, just to be different. I, I I'll, I'll bet on them to ruin my mortgage. Uh, you know, when, when, I don't think has Epping played Littleton this season. I don't think so, right? And, and, and no, no. So they this, played last year. It was a good game, right? So that's why I'll, I'll throw that out there. They, they haven't played uh, Newmarket this season, although they did opening night. So they haven't played uh, Epping. So maybe there's a an unfamiliarity if they face in the uh, in the championship game. I'll go with them. So I guess your question is. Uh, they're, they're, that, that real question is, who are you taking in a semifinal game, Littleton or Newmarket? And I guess based on the fact that Littleton beat Newmarket earlier in the season, I'd, I'd go with Littleton. So so that's my pick for uh, who who just cost me my – thanks a lot, Trevor Howard. You cost me my house. Much appreciated. Yeah. I'm angry at Jamie Hayes about it, too. And they, by the <laughs> way, neither, neither person has done anything wrong, but anyway. That's true. All right, your team that can spoil it for, you know, somebody gets hot, somebody has a bad night. Who's your team you're looking at that could really spoil the apple cart? This is easy. Dairyfield. Dairyfield, so, okay. Dairyfield's Derry, got Sunapee most likely in round one. I don't want to spoil. There will be millions upon millions of people listening <laughs> to Sam Natty just to hear America's team's head coach speak on Saturday morning. But the brackets uh, look like they're pretty much clear. And – Basically, what Derrick Field has to do is beat Sonapee on the road. They split with them during the season and then win at Woodsville. They beat Woodsville in the season opener. Now, that was a long time ago. Woodsville's gotten a lot better. Woodsville's playing very, very well. I'm high on Woodsville. I'm just saying, if there's one lower seed, it'll be Derrick Field because I don't think there's another lower seed way down there that can get to the final four. All right, I guess I'm going to go with Groveton. Do they count as a lower seed? I'm counting anything below three in Division Four yeah, as a lower seed. Eight. I mean, they're an eight. They're an eight seed. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I would go with Groveton. I think they can. They could give Epping. Uh, you know, they, they, they could go to Epping and win. I don't. You know, Epping's very good. And I think they're going to win the title, but I don't think they're. You know, they're not the '86 Celtics. Uh, so I, I, if I think a team's going to screw something up for their for the top seeds, uh, you know, Mark Collins is a good guy to bet on. I think, right, Dave? Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, he's. He's a tremendous coach. He's as good as any coach in the state of Hampshire. So, yeah, and they're playing pretty well. I mean, they were playing very poorly late in the season. You know, they had like a 10-point win over Gorham. Uh, they lost to Colebrook, and really Colebrook just outplayed them all day long. That wasn't a fluke. And then they turned around and beat Littleton, and then they beat Gorham by, I think, 40, 
40, I think it was 80 to 40 yeah. last week. So they turned that around pretty quickly. They're playing pretty well. Uh, their guard play is what I question, is if their guards can take care of the basketball. If they can, then, yeah, Grubbs can win. Uh, but Epping puts a lot of pressure on you defensively, especially with Hunter Bullock out front. Uh, and you got to contain Hunter Bullock. Do they have anyone who can guard him man-to-man? They don't. Right. So can they contain him with a zone? And when you contain him with a zone, you know, you got, you know, Sean Hill and Adam LePage who can shoot it from the wing. So Epping's a well-constructed team, and Nick Vissette's done a really, really good team job coaching that team sure. Absolutely. So there's our Division 4 picks. Let's move on to Division 3. Uh, they still have one game left Friday, uh, Division 3. And so I'll let you go first, Dave. Your team, you're betting the mortgage on, and I think I know who it might be. I, I, uh, I don't think there's one team I'd want to bet my mortgage, but uh, the, the, old, the old gun to the head thing. I'll go Summersworth. Um, I think you're right. I think they were exhausted going to that St. Thomas Day. Frank uh, Gingras did a really smart thing, the Campbell coach. They played Raymond on uh, on Tuesday night. The night before, yeah. Uh, Raymond, yeah, that they knew they were going to beat. And he barely played his starters. I mean, his starters had like 5.6 points. I do the box scores for every game, and the bench guys were the guys who were the leading scorers. So he purposely rested those guys. They still won by a lot. Yep. But he basically said, we don't need to play our best guys to beat Raymond. And they were a lot fresher, obviously, last night. You can see that 21-6 to start. I'll still go with Summersworth, but I think every team has a major flaw at the top. And it's going to make for a really fun tournament. D3 is going to be a really fun tournament. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm going to go with Summersworth as well. And you're, you're absolutely right, Dave. That game uh, was won uh, on Tuesday night. Uh, last, you know, that Wednesday night game was one Tuesday night. Summersworth was in, you know, uh, I was talking to Evan Gray before the game. He said the St. Thomas game, he's like, it's one of the, he's like, I felt like I was in a fight. You know, he's, you know, yeah. uh, St. Thomas kid like lost two teeth going for a rebound. You know, it was knocked down, drag out at rivalry game, you know, Seacoast rivalry game. Uh, and, and, and they just, yeah, Summersworth had no legs in that first quarter. And some of that had to do with the fact that Campbell came out and, you know, was really aggressive. They really wanted that game. So I'm not taking anything away from Campbell by any means. But, no, no, not at all. But, right the, but that game was that game was won on Tuesday night. But uh, I did yeah. say, uh, uh, to me, Evan Gray is going to be the difference of why I, I would bet the mortgage on them because you know I messaged him last night. I'm like, hey man, you know, you don't worry, you'll bounce back. He was in the gym shooting until they kicked him out last night. He was so upset about that loss. Like after yeah. playing two consecutive games, so I, that kid just does so much. I and, and Rob Fossey does such a great job with them. And I, I, yeah, that that's the team. My gun to my head, I'd, I'd bet my mortgage on. Yeah, Rob's been there before. Remember, uh, you know, Campbell has a first-year head coach, and we've seen first-year head coaches do fine. Um, but, you know, Rob Fossey's been there before. Conan, you know, I just – their lack of size, and they they, didn't, they never seem to shoot well when they get to Southern New Hampshire. I think they're going to get to Southern New Hampshire. Yep. They never seem to shoot well when they get there. They really – I mean, you go back when they lost to Kearsaws, some of their wins over Campbell. They beat Berlin one year. It was like – a rock fight. It was like 37-35. Right. And they, they never seem to score well in Southern New Hampshire. They're very, very good defensively. Eric Saucier is, I think, he's the best coach in Division Three, and I think a lot of his peers would agree. But they, they always have that problem scoring when they get there. You know what I mean? So uh, that's my concern with them. Campbell is just prone to bad shooting nights. If they can turn you over, then they're going to kill you. They have the best athletes. You know, they're very good, but it's all about, you know, their shooting ability uh, on that big floor. 
Yeah, and I, I'm interested to see how because uh, Vedrani left the game last night uh, with an ankle injury. We'll see how that goes. He didn't he didn't come back uh, after the third quarter, but he, he was a good spirit in the locker room. But we'll see how that goes. That that that'll make me hesitate a little to to pick them for this next one. So okay, who who could cost you your house, Dave? What coach is is, is sending you into homelessness when he costs you your house? It pains me to say this, but it's based on their results. So if I get anything for the North Country, I don't want to hear it because. It's based on what I've seen lately. It's White Mountain, who's oh. going to be probably a top six seed. Uh, lost to Winnesquam, lost to Interlakes. They played one third of their games against North, uh, against Division Four teams. They played two games against Colebrook, two games against Groveton, two games against Littleton. So, you know, I expected them to be higher than a six seed. I still think they're more than capable. I'm still very high. I personally just like that team a lot. I like the personalities. I like the coach. Uh, Mike Curtis is really good. Uh, but they just haven't gotten it done at the end here, and they still got to play Guilford in their, in their season finale to make sure, you know, where their standings are. Uh, but right now, White Mountain is not a team I'd be betting on Division Three. I think you, you you have misinterpreted my question. But by costing your house, I mean, who's who's going to beat Summersworth and, and cost you your bet on your house? But I see where you're going with that. Like, if you bet on White Mountains, you I mean, it's, it's, it's a it's – a, it's a, it's a, I'll answer that. It's impossible to say because all the seedings are still up for air, and you got St. Thomas, Bessinic, Conant, Campbell, and Summersworth. So, I mean, I'm just picking out of a hat. I mean, I don't even yeah. know who's playing who. Oh, it's, it's really hard at this point. All right. Uh, so, I would, uh, speaking of St. Thomas, that's who I would go with as a team that maybe ups, you know, upsets the apple cart, could knock off uh, a Summersworth or a Conant. Or, or somebody uh, in in the tournament get find themselves in the championship game. They've they've won at Summersworth. Uh, you know they they they've beaten Campbell, Campbell. on the road. Yeah. Uh, they've beaten Messinic. Uh, they've got some quality wins. And, you know and you know lost at Corner. That's that one. That one kind of sticks out. So I think you know with Kavanaugh and with Decorn and I think Sean Murphy's done a really good job with that team. By the way, no yeah. no assistant coaches for Sean Murphy this season. Nobody. That's insane. I saw some. I saw a couple guys on the bench with him when I covered him. Uh, maybe, maybe he found some over the course of the season. But I know in December he was like, "Yeah, if you know anybody that wants to help out, let me know." He was it's basically like, putting out a Craigslist ad for assistant coaches. It, it's like in the Bad News Bears breaking training where they asked the the, the groundskeeper to be there because their manager. <laughs> so probably something. Buttermaker, like get in the guy, there. Yeah, he grabbed a guy, a science teacher in the hallway, and he brought him in. But no, I think that's a good one. Uh, Cavanaugh is so hard. He scored his thousand points last night. He's so hard to defend with that quick little release that he has and his little his 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 shot that he has is kind of like a half hook. Yeah. Um, and DeCorn is a beast. DeCorn is a strong kid. Um, you talk about the game against Summersworth. They're very physical. They're very big. Benelli is a big Jack Benelli's a big kid. And I like Diego Garcia point guard. So yeah, I think that's a good call by you. I just. I think White Mountains could be a six seed, so I mean they're in that mix. Right. You know, I had them preseason number two, so uh, they're certainly in that mix. All right, lower seed that could uh, that could really throw a monkey wrench into the works. Who you got? Yeah. Going back to the North Country for Berlin. Berlin, I like it. Yeah, uh, Mike Michael Moore is back. Uh, he had a head injury all year long, and he's like the captain of my blue guy team, the the John Zavala blue guy team. Um, and he's back now. Uh, Sincere Davis really stepped up in his absence. Seth Balderrama is either your player of the year or the runner-up player of the year. It's, it's really between him and Evan Gray. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that they, they've got some good wins on their resume. They're playing better. They're whole again. And uh, I just think Berlin's a tough team. They're, they don't have much size. 
but they've really been getting it done with defense and having a guy who's a, you know, a go-to scorer at the end of games. All right, the, uh, the team I'm going to pick, and this is going to cause – uh, not a riot. What's a happy riot? Like a, a rolling rally through the streets of a, a, sure. a of Belmont, New Hampshire, Dave Haley. Because despite the fact that they've lost a, a bunch of games here late in the season, I feel like they could get it back together and you know possibly make a Final Four run, depending on who they get for a matchup. I like Jim Sealy's Belmont uh, Red Raiders. Uh, Aiden Roop, the future Speaker of the House, I think they could really uh, mess up the tournament for somebody. Yeah, I. They, you know, they're struggling to score, which is pretty much their, you know, if you take away the Landry kid, who's their best three-point shooter, he doesn't do a great job of creating his own shot off the dribble, so you can kind of take him away. Roop is a hustle guy scorer. He's great at what he does. He's an all-state player. But he's not a kid who, like, hey, you know, like they had Matt Pluskis last year. They'd run plays for him at the end of games. He could score. He could win games late. They don't really have anybody like that. Um, you know, they got Jackson Rookie, who I think is a really good young sophomore. He's turning it over a bit, but he's a kid who can score. Nate Sontag hasn't scored all year, but he's really good defensively. So they kind of have like a couple things they do well, and they struggle at others. I think Griffin Embry is a kid who could have a big game. So I don't totally not see it. They just they're trending very much in the wrong right. direction. And with you know they lost to Guilford without Greg Mator the other night. I was going to say uh, they had the the worst loss. The of, they had the worst loss of the season. A loss to Guilford. I mean they, that's just take it easy. inexcusable. Take it easy. <laughs> you don't mean you don't mean anything you just said. That's true. That's uh, you got me. All right. Uh, uh, so I know. I think I think that's a decent one. I think I think Berlin's another, and I think I think Winnesquam's another team, and you know Interlakes is a team. If Eli has the game, there's a bunch of teams that are yeah. down in that eight through twelve that that could that could not top. D- Division three is there's not a great team in Division three this year clearly, and right. so you could see two teams you expected and two big surprises. Go to the uh, go to the final four. You can see how many text messages I get during the day as my phone just keeps texting. <laughs> That's Never it. Yeah. Ends. Uh, you're very, very popular. You're, you're everywhere. A social butterfly. Uh, so let's let's move on to Division Two. Now they have a bunch of games to play. We don't know where they're going to be seated, so we're just kind of going off instinct here. So uh, you're 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 you have to bet your mortgage, Dave Haley. I don't know what happened. You find yourself in a financial hole. Uh, you have to bet your mortgage on one of these teams to try and climb out of it uh, to win Division Two. Who is it going to be, David Haley? The Oyster River Bobcats, my preseason number one, the team I just celebrated with last night in their locker room. I just like that team a lot. Like, you know those kids, like their personalities and their makeup, and the chemistry is so good. And, you know, Joe Morrell and – is it Joe Morrell or Joe Morrell? Have we decided it's Joe on Mo- this? It's Joe Morrell. He, he, I was going to let you keep saying it wrong because uh, he told me, you know, Dave says it wrong. And now that he's a fighting McIsaac, we have that bond. So – I was gonna, you know, it's us against you. I was gonna let you keep messing it up, but it's Joe Morrell. I just like Morrell more. I just like it more. <laughs> but I'll go Morrell. So Joe Morrell, and then, and then of course Max Lewis and Kyle Landrigan, and then I'll tell you who played great for them last night was Doug uh, McGowan. Yeah, was a big for them, and really, really played very, very well. He's got good hands, rebounds, defense. He can push you around a little bit. Uh, they got Kyle Miller, who's a three-point shooter off the bench. They, they've got. You know, they got good. Sam Blanchard's a kid who, who's like kind of that pest defensively. And then Lauren Lucas is one of the best coaches in D2. We've been saying that a long time, and uh, he's showing it again. Uh, his second time, second job uh, in New Hampshire. So I would definitely, if 
put a lot of faith in the Oyster River. I think that they've got every piece to, to go win this thing this time. Yeah, this sucks because we're agreeing on all the bet the mortgage. But, uh, yeah, how can you bet against the Oyster River? Uh, you know, they, they, their only loss was to buy a point where they had a chance to win uh, to a very good team, Pembroke. They got a big three. Uh, you know, they got the experience. They got the head coach. They they really they got all the tools you want in the shed to go make a run. So uh, I'm betting my mortgage on Lauren Lucas and the Oyster River Bobcats as well. Yeah, I, I, I'll tell you, Pembroke and Pelham, though, are really, really – Pelham has been playing as well as anybody for the last two months. Sure. Um, I'm really high on Derek Crowley. I'm really high on Mike Larson. So, and we don't even need to say with Pembroke because they're 1A one, one to Oyster River's 1. And, and, Oyster, and Pembroke – Deservedly so would listen to this podcast. Go, what are you talking about? We beat them at Oyster River. Why are they? Right. You know, they lost at Pelham. Oyster River won at Pelham. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's back and forth. It's going to be the final four is going to be bonkers. I think D two is going to be a fun tournament. Not sure that there are a lot of lower seeds to pull big upsets, but I think the final four could. No, did I lose you last year? I'm back. I'm okay. in Candia. Yeah. Oh, good times. All right, uh, so your team, if not Oyster River, who's going to mess up your bet? Who's going to cause Lauren Lucas to, to cost you your mortgage? I go Conval, right? I mean, I think Conval's a team that could just sneak up on everybody. They, uh, you know, they've had a terrific season, haven't played Palom, Oyster River, or Pembroke, but they, you know, have, have taken care of business. They've, they've had some injuries. They've won through that. They speed you up really well. Yep. And so, uh, you know, I think that they're a team that could uh, – they could be the surprise team to come out of nowhere. And Leo Gerskorn's just standing there going, we were here the whole time. Right. They played a lot of basketball together. And uh, if there's a team that could shock somebody, I think it would be Conval. I know that's a boring answer because they're a top four team, but they're not thought of as highly as, as the three I mentioned before. Yeah, just because of the resume. That's understandable. Sure. I, I'd go with Pelham, uh, just, you know, and that's kind of a cop-out yeah. pick, but they've won so many games in a row, only lost to Oyster River and Hollis Brookline. Um, that's that's who can spoil it for me. The Pelham Pythons, yeah, like, here they come. No, is that the coach there anymore? I know, but whenever I say Pelham, uh, I hear Matt Regan's voice in my head. It's just like Pavlov's dog. Okay, a lower seed in Division Two that could screw up the tournament for somebody. Who do you got there, Dave? All right, so I would have had a completely different answer if we did this yesterday. <laughs> we're doing it really? Today. So my answer is, your defending champion, Hollis Brookline Cavaliers. Ooh. Because I am very impressed with the job Cole Atten is doing because that team has gotten a lot better. They've changed the way they play. I was talking to Lauren Lucas last night. We went out after the game, and he was saying he scouted them, and they have really changed how they've looked. They're really slowing it down. They're working the ball. They move the ball very quickly. Grant Snyder was huge last night. He had 24. I thought he had 34. Uh, and honestly, if they made their free throws, it would have been a – even a tighter game against Oyster River. Oyster River just never was going to lose that game, but kind of never put them away. But they got some guards I like on that team. They got decent size. Uh, the Wimmer twins, one comes in for the other. It's really sad when one Wimmer leaves, but it's really heartening when another Wimmer enters the game. <laughs> it's, a nice, it's a nice moment. And uh, I think Hallsburg-Klein could be a problem for somebody uh, in the playoffs. All right, not a bad choice. Uh, I'm going to go uh, the team I'm picking for this because I've seen them a lot, and I'll see them again tonight uh, for WNTK. I'm going to go with Kearsarge, and I'll and I'll show my work here. Uh, you know, Nate a complete Cam- homer pick, complete 
homer pick. It's by more you. it's more of a recency bias pick than a homer pick. But be- right. because I've seen them a lot, they've been inconsistent. But when they're good, they're really good. I mean, Jack Jala does a lot of the little things, does the dirty work. Uh, you know, they, they you know, uh, the, the big guy down low. Um, jeez, oh, I'm having a brain Kyle, fart. Kyle Hernan. Kyle Hernan. Yeah, he's. I mean. He's unguardable for some teams, and some other teams, uh, you know, have have an easier time with him. Uh, it, it's just, it's the, you know, the, the young freshman McCarthy. Um, when when they play how they're supposed to, I'm not even mentioning the leading score. When they play how they're supposed to, they're really, Noah really, Tremblay. yeah, Noah Tremblay. They're really good when they play like they can, and when they don't, they they can be you know bowling shoe ugly. But if they get the right matchup and they have and they put together the right kind of game. And campers, you know, pushes the buttons and they and they work. I mean, they can play with just about anybody. I think now. I'm not saying they're going to make a run. I'm, I'm just saying they could really screw it up for for whatever higher seed they get. Like from zero percent to a hundred percent. What percentage of this pick is the fact that nobody, and I mean no coach in New Hampshire, enjoys listening to one of your Hulk Hogan wrestling rants more than Nate Camp? Like what? <laughs> Is that 5, 10, 20% of this pick? Where is it? It's 19% of that pick. The rest. All right, all right. No, I think they have size, they have a score, they have a very good coach. No, I think that's a good pick. Absolutely. I put Kira Saj and Hosperkline in the same category. And uh, Tremblay's been really good. Tremblay is no longer, after last night, the leading scorer in Division Two. He is the second leading scorer. Joe Morrell. Do not call me Morrell, Dave Haley. Don't do it. Joe Morrell is your new leading scorer in Division Two at 21.1 points per game. All right, there you go. So division, <clears throat> excuse me, division one also with uh, either two or three games to play, depending on who you are. Uh, I think you want to just get this out of the way. We're both betting our mortgage on Exeter, right? You have to. I mean, because they have three go-to guys. Yeah. And uh, I- I'm a broken record with this, but Jeff Holmes is is short in the rotation, and they're they are a better team this year than they were last year, and they were pretty good last year with Cody Morissette. They are a better team because they're playing their best players 26 minutes a game, and they're only playing like eight guys. Yep. And they got eight guys. They don't have ten guys. That's not an indictment on Exeter. It, there is no team in New Hampshire that has <laughs> ten guys. And Exeter didn't have ten guys last year. I'm sorry. So they're only playing seven, eight guys this year, and look what's happening. They are clearly the best team in the division. They absolutely are beatable, but – I absolutely put my money on Exeter right now, and I feel like I'm doing a good job not calling them Exeter anymore. I feel like I'm working hard at Exeter. Yeah, that one guy that screamed at me one time at a baseball game. Yeah, how could you not go with, with Exeter? I mean, you know, they got a, they got some good experience last year. You know, so they have a chip on their shoulder. They got three guys you can go to really. Uh, you know, when you need a bucket, um, you know, as you said, and it's, it's so you can't key on one guy. And they, yeah, and they're deep. And, and you know when these you know these playoff games are almost like playing one and a half games. The uh, you know the toll it takes on you. So you know they can go into that bench when maybe the other you know you're looking across the uh, across the court and that other team's gassed. Well, you you got guys that can come on and you don't lose a whole lot when your subs come on the floor. Yeah, they Kevin Henry is as well as anyone in the division. He's going to cause you nightmares in the Seacoast tournament, running around, jump, uh, getting every long rebound just like Max Chartier did when he was killing you in the Seacoast tournament. So don't say a word. And then, uh, you know, Grahalva is just a polished, polished shooter. Um, both those guys are going to be playing on the NA Sports Bay Select teams against BABC. We're going to be announcing that team. I'm waiting on four more commits for the underclassmen team, and I finally got my 12-man roster. Um, and then I think if you put the ball in Josh Morissette's hands, I think he could lead you to a championship. I just think he's a playmaker. You know, I, I think Josh is good enough now. 
where he could score 15 points and be the best player on the floor. I don't think he needs to score 25. Right. Well, I was a kid who scored 25, you know. So is Henry. I love Max Rose. I love Cam Clark. I mean, they, they got the pieces. Ethan and Bimbo has been really good down low. He's doing exactly what you need, just like Doug, Ball, Doug McGowan is for Oyster River. Exeter's uh, got the pieces. Jeff Holmes is doing a great job. I'm, I'm very high on Exeter. Yeah, Ryan Grahal is going to give you fits at the Seacoast Tournament, speaking of which. Take it easy. Keep it <laughs> professional. <laughs> All right, so uh, the team that uh, now you've bet your mortgage on Jeff Holmes. Uh, who, which which team is going to make you go to Jeff Holmes and say, Jeff, you cost me my mortgage because this team beat you? Who 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 is the team that could beat Exeter? Uh, I'll be shocked if you and I don't have the exact same answer. <laughs> it's the same answer, right? Go ahead. It's Portsmouth. That's the, we do not have the same answer. It's Portsmouth. You're gonna bet, you're gonna bet against the three time defending champion. With Alex Tavares and Talek Hewitt, what? Coleman Brewster had a pretty good game the other night. What happened to him last uh, night? They lost the North. Oh, oh. Dude, talk to me when they get talk to me when they get to the tournament. <laughs> the last time they lost to a tournament, I, I'll tell you this: the last time Portsmouth lost, had a, and Jordan Bell just had senior night at Colby Sawyer University <laughs> or Colby Sawyer College, whatever the hell it is. So that's how long ago it's been since they lost the game. So I'm very happy to put John Mulvey. And the crew in Portsmouth with Asmai, they can break your heart, team. They, they're going to be as they are not going out quietly. I guarantee you, you're not going to be someplace and be like, oh, I heard Portsmouth lost by 11 tonight in the quarters. It's not, it's not happening. They're not going out I, quietly. I can't believe you thought I would not take the Spalding Red Raiders in this spot. I can't. How long have you known me? Yeah. How many, how many times have you been hit with a chair? Uh, not enough, apparently. But here's, I will show my work on this one as well. Uh, Spalding, in every single game they've played, even the ones they've lost, uh, they've made the other team play their style. You know, So they're going to be in every single game down the stretch. So uh, would I expect them to beat Exeter? Maybe not. Would I be shocked if they did it? No, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, they were tied with Exeter, what, halfway through the fourth quarter. Uh, earlier on this season, they really they get you to muck it up. They play down in the in the fifties yeah. and forties, and, and when you know when you get to Durham, as we both know, except for last year, uh, scoring is at a premium. So you know if you got a team that that, that that can play good defense and take things away and and dictate the tempo, I think that's uh, you know a team that can upset a top seed. So there you go. Plus, I'm a, I'm a gigantic homer, so there's no way I wasn't picking yeah. Spalding here. I, it's obviously not a bad answer at all. It's uh, I wish it were, but it's, it's absolutely not. I, and those Spalding kids are, they're maybe like my favorite group of kids. You know what I mean? Pers- same thing, personalities-wise, with yep. Ari and Shane Hudson and Keegan Claro and Jay Manzi. And we, you know, those kids, Kate Connolly, those kids are awesome kids. And, you know, they're, they're possible not to root for. Uh, coaching, too. President Tim Cronin, it, it, he's looking like he's getting two playoff games, possibly, at the Rochester Rec Center, I defy you to tell me the last time that they lost a playoff game at the Rochester Rec Center. I don't remember it. Can you? I, I don't either. They almost lost to West when West was in Division One, but they didn't. Yeah. I, I can't remember the last that game they lost there. And, yeah, they had the tiebreaker over Londonderry because they beat them head-to-head. And that, that Winnicott game could be uh, interesting. That could decide the 3-4 seed to see who avoids Exeter in the uh, Final Four if you get there on yeah. the last day of the I, season. I have more concerns about Winnicott than I do – other teams, I think Jay is still kind of playing sophomores to try to find the right mix. He's had uh, the Waddell kids played pretty well for him, and O'Hara can shoot it. But with Winnicott, I don't think they're getting Nick Hepburn back. And no, when I had the preseason number one, Nick Hepburn was a big part of that. And you know what I'm saying? And uh, yep. 
they're you know Jack Shockey and Ben Allen have been as good as advertised. They've been terrific. Um, and 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 I really like you know Connor Constantine. I like a lot of guys on that team, but scoring is kind of the issue. And I like their head coach a lot. He's one of the best in the state, of course. But yeah, D one's fun, man. Yeah. D one is just going to be. It's always fun, and the tournament is just bananas. When you get to the quarterfinals, and we're covering maybe two of the three game, two of the four games, maybe three of the four. It's just going to be hard. You're nervous. You're picking the wrong one, you know, because they're just they're all good games. They're right. All, it is a battle in Division One to get there, and uh, don't don't let Portsmouth the last few years fool you. It's not easy at all. Even last year, Portsmouth won it. That Winnicott game was like tied, or it was like a two point, it was like a two point game with like four minutes left. You know what I mean? In Portsmouth, I mean it's yeah. not easy to get to Durham, and let alone win the whole thing. So, yeah, I mean, uh, ours, he might be the Player of the Year, and he, you know. That, can they score enough in a big game? That's my question. But they got right. Keegan back last game, so that's really huge getting Keegan Calero back. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going through the tolls and I'm going through the tolls and hooks it. By the way, I just want to let you know where I am. All right. I'm yelling about Spalding. I'm yelling about Spalding. All right, we'll, we'll we'll wrap it up with this. Who's your? I think I know who you're going to pick here. Your lower seed in Division One that could uh, spoil the party for somebody. I think I know who you're going to pick. I don't think you do. I'm, I'm, I'll probably go with Nashua North, um, just because they're they, they're so athletic. I, I kind of want to say Nashua South. I would have said Alvern uh, last week, but losing Joe Canales, uh, I think for the season with a shoulder injury, changed that. So I'm going to go with Nashua South or Nashua North, either one of the two. If they combine into one team, I really like them to make the Final Four. No, no, no. They're, they're different schools now, Dave. You can't do that. Um, it's, it's not 1987. That's not happening? No. Okay. No, I'll, well, I'll go with the team I thought you were going to pick that could really screw it up for somebody. Manchester Central, uh, as a lower yeah. seed. Yeah, I I, I do. I, I think they can. Uh, you know, they lost to Keena. You know, they, they just they're losing shootouts, so they're right. willing to get in a shootout. They can win those games, but they've lost a lot of games this year where they're giving up, you know, eighty points. And um, yeah, Central, Central's right in that mix too. Just I don't I won't repeat what I just said about D one. There there are a lot of really solid solid teams. Central certainly is. I picked them at the midseason, and I would stand by it today. I, I, North, Central, and, and South, I think we're all going to be tough out. Wow, what a, that game was 106-98 to 98 last night. Did that go to overtime, or was that just regulation? It went double overtime. Noah Timmer, okay. had, 37, Noah Timmer had 37 points for Keen. By the way, Keen, I didn't mention this on my column today. I, I talked about Keen. They're like, they lose their 6'8 center, Alex Opsall. They got like everyone back next year. Like yeah. team's gonna be like top five next year in Division One. Wow! Get ready. And I announced in the column today, and I told Jen Chick the problem was when I told Jen Chick, fellow Keen State College graduate, she was yawning when I told her. But I said if Keen hosts a first round tournament game, <laughs> I am covering that game. Uh, did she teach you how to operate the camera? <laughs> Well, I, some, I think I was, I was patting her on the back when I told her this. But I don't we think gotta that. go to Keene. Gotta go to Keene if they if they host the game. All right. Well, yeah, one hundred six to ninety eight. Good grief. All right. Well, there you have it. Those are our uh, our, our mortgage picks and our uh, dark horses to screw it up. Uh, where are you going to be Friday, Dave? I'm doing Salem at Londonderry. Oh, that's on a good Friday one. Night. And you're doing uh, Conval at the David Smith Zone uh, Dome. Excuse me. In Northwood. So do you know how to get to the dome? You can see it 20 miles away. Yeah, well, the spotlights lead the way. I mean, they got the, those searchlights out in front of the uh, the Smith Dome. 
certainly guide you in, right? Yeah, they've got a huge mural. If you've seen Rocky Four, they have a huge mural of Jennifer Chick Ruth on the wall, just like Ivan Drago when he walked into the arena in Moscow. Well, uh, just let it fall the way. The, the real thing is, uh, how, how's it going to go between Benny and I? Because this is the first time we'll have seen each other since you know the the uh, the, t- the Twitter spat of a couple of weeks ago. So I hope you know I'm going to go in with my uh, you know with my palms open here, you know, uh, and an olive branch. But how's he going to react? He is a bear. I take you every time in that matchup because you will, unlike Benny, you will fight dirty. You'll show up That's with true. bear spray and mace, and and he, Benny Benny the bear will fight hand-to-hand combat like any bear would. <laughs> All right, well, there you have it. So uh, that's where we'll be. We got, anybody else going to be out of games Friday for us, or is that it, just you and me? Those two, and then it's tournament time. 20, uh, 21 games in 20 days starting next Monday. I think right now the plan is to cover two, possibly even three, Division three first-round games on Tuesday night. I'm not sure if we're going to do anything Monday night for D4. We'll be out of the D4 quarterfinals, but... Yeah, we, we roll right into it. We're going to ignore D1 and D2 next week, and then they'll take over the website over the next two weeks after that. So uh, I'm ready to roll. All right, there you have Sleep. it. Yeah, let's uh, contact the divorce attorneys because this is uh, when we don't see our families for three weeks. So there you go. That's why I'm single. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm single. I'm good to go. <laughs> All right, so for uh, Dave Haley, I'm Justin McIsaac. Uh, catch us uh, at the games and, of course, uh, Dave's show on Saturday morning on WFEA and my column on Monday uh, on the top 10 on the site. So uh, we'll see you at the games. Thanks for listening.